0: Chapter nine of the Restoration of the Gospel by Osborne J. P. Whitsoe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Wayne Cook. The Church of Jesus Christ. Empowered with the authority of both the lesser and the higher priesthood, Joseph Smith was in a position to act in all things for the great giver of that authority. Indeed, it would appear that there was nothing in righteousness that Joseph Smith might not do as the representative of God. Yet he waited patiently, always, to receive God's word before he ventured to act in any important matter. During these early days of his experience, enemies continued to array themselves against him, and persecution waxed fiercer and more frequent but the young prophet was not required to stand absolutely alone not only enemies but friends also increased in numbers it was very generally known long before the publication of the book of mormon that joseph smith was engaged in the translation of such a book many men whose curiosity and interest had been aroused sought out the prophet and learned from his own lips the nature of his strange message to the world these men remained in most cases among the prophet's staunchest friends. They could not doubt the sincerity of that testimony which alone withstood maligning and persecution. They could not break the impregnable testimony to the divine authenticity of the Book of Mormon. They could not controvert the sober affirmations of the two men who, without worldly gain in view, declared that they had received by special ordination divine authority from heaven. To re-establish the Church of Jesus Christ. And fortunately for the young seer, his own family were among those who began early to repose faith in him. His brother, Samuel H. Smith, was, according to the recorded history, the third person in this dispensation to be baptized. And shortly thereafter, Hiram Smith, another brother, also accepted the truth. Thus the followers of the prophet increased in number and his friends multiplied. There was, however, no organization by which they were bound together. Near the middle of the year 1829, before the higher priesthood was restored, the prophet and his friends became anxious to effect a permanent organization. The heavenly messengers that had visited the prophet had promised him that the true Church of Christ should be established in due time, and it was expedient, even necessary, that there should be an organization affected. It may be urged that a person can do as good out of an organization as in it, and that the mere fact of organization can produce no improvement either spiritually or otherwise. But there can be no system where there is no organization. There can be no one particularly to look to where there is no organization. There can be no division of responsibility where there is no organization. There can be no order, where there is no organization. Order, it has been said, is a fundamental law of heaven. But organization means order. We have not space here to delve into the philosophy of organization, but it is surely evident to everyone that if we had not organization, the world, physically, spiritually, mentally, socially, would still be in the same chaotic condition as it was when first God said, Let there be light. In order to accomplish the purposes of God, then, it was necessary to do more than merely to restore authority to act in His name. It became necessary to effect an organization. Near the middle of the year 1829, the prophet and his friends became anxious to realize the promise of John the Baptist that they should receive the higher priesthood, and to effect a permanent organization. They assembled in Peter Whitmer's house to beg of the Lord what they so earnestly desired. Quote, and here, writes the prophet, to our unspeakable satisfaction did we realize the truth of the Saviour's promise. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you for we had not long been engaged in solemn and fervent prayer, when the word of the Lord came unto us in the chamber. It is undoubtedly this manifestation that the prophet has in mind when he writes in an address to the church, quote, and again what do we hear? The voice of God in the chamber of old Father Whitmer in Fayette, Seneca County. The voice of the Lord in this assembly gave to the prophet many important directions as to how he should proceed in organizing the church. He was instructed to ordain Oliver Cowdery an elder in the church of Jesus Christ. Then Oliver Cowdery should ordain Joseph, and afterwards they should ordain others as they should be directed by revelation. These ordinations, however, were to be deferred until such time as all those who had been baptized could be assembled in a general meeting and even then the young prophet, to whom these great revelations had been made, should not force himself upon his followers. But they were to show by free and voluntary vote whether or not they were willing to receive him as their spiritual teacher and leader. After the vote had been taken, these first elders of the church were to bless bread and break it with those assembled, and bless wine and drink it with them. Then, such as should be indicated by the spirit of god should be ordained to the priesthood and those who had been baptized should be confirmed by the laying out of hands for the gift of the holy ghost in order further to instruct his servants the lord gave in addition a revelation to joseph smith oliver cowdrey and david whitmer explaining further the nature of their calling to the priesthood making known that there should be twelve apostles called at some future time and imparting other instructions relative to the building up of the church of christ according to the fulness of the gospel not very long afterwards another revelation was given specifying the day on which the organization should be effected and outlining the duties of church members the lord in this revelation says the rise of the church of christ in these last days being one thousand eight hundred and thirty years since the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the flesh, it being regularly organized and established agreeable to the laws of our country by the will and commandments of God in the fourth month and on the sixth day of the month, which is called April. Then the Revelation proceeds to explain doctrine, and to define the duties of those holding the priesthood, also of lay members. Thus, was the day affixed by divine revelation when the church should be organized. Accordingly, on Tuesday, the 6th of April, 1830, Joseph Smith and his friends met at the house of Peter Whitmer, Sr. in Fayette Seneca County, New York. The laws of the state of New York required that there should be at least six members of any religious body to effect an organization. There were already more than six baptized followers of Joseph Smith, Since, however, no more than six were required, only six were chosen for the purpose of organization. They were Oliver Cowdery, Joseph Smith, Jr., Hiram Smith, Peter Whitmer, Jr., Samuel H. Smith, and David Whitmer. The prophet writes, Having opened the meeting by solemn prayer to our Heavenly Father, we proceeded, according to previous commandment, to call on our brethren to know whether they accepted us as their teachers in the things of the kingdom of God, and whether they were satisfied that we should proceed to be organized as a church according to said commandments which we had received. To these several propositions they consented by unanimous vote. I then laid my hands upon Oliver Cowdery, and ordained him an elder of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, after which he ordained me also, to the office of an elder of said church. We then took bread, blessed it, and break it with them, also wine, blessed it, and drank it with them. We then laid our hands on each individual member of the church present, that they might receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, and be confirmed members of the Church of Christ. The Holy Ghost was poured out upon us to a very great degree. Some prophesied, whilst we all praised the Lord and rejoiced exceedingly. While the members were thus enjoying the manifestations of the Holy Ghost, another revelation pertaining to the organization of the Church was given to the Prophet Joseph. It is preserved in the Book of Doctrine and Covenants as section 21. We now proceeded to call out and ordain some others of the brethren to different offices of the priesthood, according as the Spirit manifested unto us and after a happy time spent in witnessing and feeling for ourselves the powers and blessings of the Holy Ghost through the grace of God bestowed upon us, we dismissed with the pleasing knowledge that we were now individually members of and acknowledged of God, the Church of Jesus Christ, organized in accordance with commandments and revelations given by Him to ourselves to the order of the Church as recorded in the New Testament. Thus was accomplished fully ten years after the glorious vision of the Father and the Son, the organization of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It was the consummation of another great act in the drama of the Restoration. Gradually the story has been building up to this climax. Gradually the chosen servants of God have been trained and prepared for the great responsibility of organization. Gradually the, quote, marvelous work and a wonder, has itself grown and made friends that it might bear fruit in membership. And now the number of those who can testify to the divine origin of the great work is materially increased. It is not Joseph Smith alone, nor is he alone with his associate Oliver, nor is it they alone with the three witnesses, nor yet is it they alone with the eight witnesses, It is now the Church membership. On them was poured the abundance of the Holy Ghost this momentous day, and though there were but six in the legal organization, all those assembled experienced the rich blessings of the Spirit. Moreover, from that day forth, the Church began to grow rapidly. On that very day, indeed, many became converted and were baptized, among others the father and mother of the Prophet. At about that same time, Martin Harris also, and Oren Proter-Warkwell received baptism. And thus the church has increased from six to tens, from tens to tens of thousands, and from tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands, all bearing witness that Joseph Smith received divine authority and special appointment to establish anew the Church of Christ upon the earth. End of chapter 9